Today on the Dynasty Rewind, we talk great value running back trade targets, all that and more starting now. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, we got Nate, the Professor Christian. Nate, what is good? Hey, Mike. I am. I'm good. I'm tired because the expo was just a couple of days ago. And we drove home from Ohio. Uh, I want to say it's a nice drive, but it's it's not. Not really. Do you know what's in the middle of Pennsylvania? Nothing. My in-laws. Yeah, but I was I was north of your in-laws. Your in-laws are, I think they're like uh, closer to Shippensburg. Maryland. Actually, I think I was pretty close to Shippensburg, to be honest with you. If you were I on the turnpike, you were. I was not. Well, but there's a way to get to Shippensburg from 80. So, I don't know. But uh, he wasn't driving, but he was flying. He was there. I'm also joined by Chev and Nooney. Chev, what is good, my man? I am just glad to be home, if I had to be honest. It was fun to <laughs> spend the week with Bob, Elanis, and everybody at the house and the dogs. That was a blast. But I miss Bob's omelets. I will say mm. I woke up this morning and it was just not the same kind of vibe seeing Bob whipping up some omelets with mushroom, bell peppers, onions, maple bacon, maple, I, whatever he was saying. Bob had all the goods this week. So, Bob, Bob Bob's got the Shout omelets. Shout out to Bob. I want to also give a shout out to Bob's wife, Alanis. She is one of the coolest people I know. Honestly, just Bob, I know you're going to edit this, but uh, she is the cooler half of the Van Doozers. <laughs> Don't worry. It's not anything that I haven't already said to him. Um, but look, the fact of the matter is I had a great time with everybody. Had a great time meeting all of you guys, making some new friends. And look, the fact of the matter is the season's almost upon us. You need to make some new friends on your roster as well. What better to do it at a fluid situation, or I'm sorry, a fluid position than the running back position? So let's talk about some great value running back trade targets. This is essentially similar to our last podcast. Instead of wide receivers, get this, they're running backs. So these are guys that we think are going to finish as no less than a running back too. Apply this to the last podcast as well. We cannot predict injuries. So if any of those happen, don't come at me and say, you idiot. Say Chev was wrong. Nate's dumb because if someone tears their ACL or breaks their foot, we don't know those things, okay? So are we going, are we shooting for the stars with a Bijan? we settling for someone like a Miles Sanders? No, I don't think we're settling for someone like him because I think he's going to have a great year. But let's get into it. Nate, who's your first buy? And I'll tell you what, I'm looking at this, and I'm already going to tell you I agree, but I'll tell you why at the end. Go for it. Here we go. You know, this is this is the way to have running backs because it seems nearly impossible to trade for the top ones. It's hard to, to draft them now because if you don't get Bijan or Gibbs, then who else knows what you're getting at the running back position. So finding value at the running back position is so important. And one of the best things you can do is find veterans who are already, you know, productive and we've seen their product production come out, but they're getting close to the end of the career, but they're not there yet. Because if you take a step back. And you ask any NFL fan, hey, how's Alvin Kamara going to do this year? They're going to say Alvin Kamara is going to do really, really well because he's only suspended three games. Jamal Williams is there. But Jamal Williams 
is, is taking over that Mark Ingram role we saw a couple years ago. Alvin Kamara did just fine with Mark Ingram around. He did not have any worries. You know, Alvin Kamara, a guy who does so much work on the ground, so much work through the air, creates big plays on those, has those weeks where he can, you know, truly take over the week and win you your matchup. Kendra Miller got drafted there. And I do like Kendra Miller. I know a lot of us here like Kendra Miller, mm-hmm. but there's different a couple of different reports on his knee injury recently. If he's going to be available in the next preseason, if that knee injury lingers, because remember that knee injury is related to the knee injury at the end of the college season that kept him out of the combine. This might be something that doesn't go right away right away. And Alvin Kamara is going to be coming in fresh after week three. That week four game, he's going to come in fresh. He's going to be ready. He wants to have a big year this year. The whole Saints team is really looking to be competitive this year. I think they're going to give Kamara a lot of the ball because he is the number one offensive weapon there. I love Chris Olave, but Chris Olave has not taken that step to be the number one piece of an offense yet. And Michael Thomas, we know as good as he used to be, he isn't what he used to be for sure at this point. And even if he is, he's going to be very, very rusty. So Alvin Kamara, this offense will run through him once he gets back in the field week four. Now is the time to buy because you can get him for a second-round pick. You th- make a throw-in player in there if you need to. Josh Downs straight up, Brandon Cook straight up, Damian Pierce straight up. I would trade all of these players straight up for Alvin Kamara on a competitive team because most likely you're getting him as your RB3 on your team, RB4 possibly. And that means you have the depth to be able to wait for week four to put him in. And then if you can put Kamara in as your flex – uh, at best, you know, at worst, he's your RB2 or something like that, hopefully. And if you can get production out of him where he's averaging 15, 16, 17, 18 points per game, like he has the potential to, that can make or break your season. Chef, thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I mean, Alvin Kamara is a guy that he's going to miss three games, but I think he has to be the vocal point of that offense when he comes mm-hmm. back for them to be successful. Their division isn't really super great. I think there's potential for them to to win that division, but I think Alvin Kamara has to be the guy coming back like we've seen in the past few years. I want to see Christmas Alvin Kamara come back. I'll pay for his fine oh. if that's what he needs to do. If he needs to put those red and green shoes on, I will pay the fine. Uh, just don't ask me for too much of that. But <laughs> I think that's the guy that I would love to have, especially now. I mean, I wish I would have grabbed him right before he was showed his suspension because I didn't think it was going to be very much. I thought it was three or four games. I wish I would have jumped on the opportunity, but I did not. So Alvin Kamara, yeah, I like it. Still time. Yeah, but, Still by time. the way, thank you, Christmas Alvin Kamara. I won nine hundred dollars mm. because of that Christmas game from Alvin Kamara. That was great. I mean, that paid for my fantasy like that entire year and like the next two years essentially with that one game from Alvin Kamara. It was great. I'm all in. Um, I slightly disagree on moving Damian Pierce, and I'll tell you why a little bit later, but I'm all in. Otherwise, let's move on. Chev, who is your first running back by here? Yeah, this is a guy that seems to always killed me in championships the last few years. It seems like Aaron Jones, the Green Bay Packer, was just always my demise, it seemed like. He is just a guy that is consistently an RB1, especially the last four seasons. In the fifth year, he was a top 24 running back. I think they have a young QB in love. I mean, I know he sat there and watched Aaron Rodgers for the past three years, but I think it's a it's a play where Aaron Jones could be getting a lot of checkdowns from him whenever uh, Love sees tough coverage and he sees nothing open. Why not, though? It's Aaron Jones. He's seen 47-plus receptions the last four seasons. He doesn't miss many games. 
He's a guy that is just Mr. Consistency. And I think mm-hmm. they're going to want to run the football a little bit more this upcoming year. I mean, you have two good running backs in Aaron Jones and uh, guy, I'm blanking on the name. AJ Dillon. I think those guys are can pound the football for them and maybe take a little bit of pressure off of Jordan Love. So I expect to see them maybe run the football a little bit more to you know start that ground and pound action. I mean, and Aaron Jones is not a slouch in running the football, and he doesn't get as many carries as a lot of the top running backs do, but he's seen a 1,000 rushing yards in three of those four seasons as well. Yes, there's no Aaron Rodgers to be the guy that just manages the game and finds ways to get Aaron Jones the football, but I think, you know, with Jordan Love maybe not being as consistent as Aaron Rodgers, they could be down in some games and trying to play catch-up, and I think that will play into Aaron Jones' Uh, skill set. I think he's yeah. a guy that is just so good at catching the football. Yes, he doesn't always have the most yards, but those 47 plus receptions the last four seasons is going to be what gets him to the top 10. But we're looking for a top 24 running back, and I think Aaron Jones can be that this upcoming year and maybe a year after that. Some of the trades I found were Akers in the third, a late first or early second to get that top 12 running back. I mean, I've seen Pacheco and you'll have to add probably a third to that. But I saw Pacheco straight up, and I saw Elijah Moore straight up. But I think you have to add a second maybe to get that Elijah Moore trade to go through. But I really look forward to what Aaron Jones does this upcoming year. I think he's going to have another big season. I agree. Um, I like this. And looking at Aaron Jones, he doesn't miss a lot of games either, Mm-mm. which, you know, for the running back position is something that I was looking at. And it's just me or is it just like nobody's thinking about Aaron Jones? Exactly. Nobody cares about this guy. Yep. So to me, that screams a buy. Um, yep. Like you said, you know, another weapon for Jordan Love. <laughs> Bob's favorite phrase. Um, the only one I disagree with you on here is the K-Makers one, and I'll tell you why in just a minute. But, Nate, what do you have? Um, I would absolutely trade K-Makers in the third pair Aaron Jones. There you go. Go Fine. ahead, Mike. Mike, why don't you tell us who you're yeah. running back yeah, is instead of yeah. us bantering here? Did you yeah. just segue me? Oh, well, I can't trade I away Cam Akers because I'm buying Cam Akers of the Los Angeles Rams. Angeles? Angeles? Whatever. Um, so his DLF ADP is running back 24 on a keep trade cut. He's running back 23. Mm, almost the same across the board. Like when it's the same. So look, the Rams have seemingly squashed their beef with him, and they only added Zach Evans. Yes, I know Kyron Williams is there. Okay. Uh, But look at this. Last year, he rushed 188 times for 786 yards and seven touchdowns. Not much in the receiving game. 13 catches for 117 yards and no touchdowns. I do think he could be a better receiver than that. But after he was inactive in weeks six and eight, by week was week seven, in a slow start in weeks nine and ten, he finished with 126 carries, 610 yards, and six touchdowns in weeks 11 to 18. And then he added 11 catches for 99 yards as well. And he only played one of those games, which was week 11 with Matthew Stafford, who is the team's starting quarterback. And I understand, you know, hey, teams should have to rely on their running game when their starting quarterback is out. But, yeah, I understand that. But the defensive coordinator on the other side knows that. So they know how to hone in on it. And, look, he was still really productive on the ground. So his cost, it's very close to that of a 24-second. His value is 132.1. Again, super flex, 12-team, no tight end premium. That's our standard here on the Dynasty Rewind. So you're really close to a 24-second, which is 113.5. Might have to add a little bit more. I think it's fair 
to be honest with you, especially considering how fluid the running back position is. If you spe- you're probably not going to get a running back in the second round this year or possibly even next year that is going to get you the production that Cam Akers is going to get you right now. Okay. So some similarly valued players are Mike Evans, if you want to, if you're worrying about him aging out, Hollywood Brown, Jamison Williams. How do you guys feel about moving Jamison Williams for Cam Akers, though? You can tell me at the end. Uh, Miles Sanders, if you're not a believer. Aaron Jones is another guy if you're worried, worried about a more convoluted backfield. Um, so I'm all in on Cam Akers, especially at that price. Nate. Start with you. You're smirking, so I know you're going to. Yeah, just, because we just we just don't agree anymore, Mike. We used to agree all the time, and now, like past couple of weeks, I'm just coming at you now. I agree um, with you about Juju. Oh, last pod. Uh, sorry, you agree with me. I just don't agree with you. That's that's fine. <laughs> uh, I, I've just never been a Cam Makers fan. Never okay. been a Cam Makers fan. I've always said the same exact thing about him. It's my tagline for Cam Makers at this point. And you have an athlete playing running back, not a running athletic running back, and I think that's only going to get him so far. Um, you know, he did have some decent production last year, but I don't think he remains the starter for the Rams this entire year. We've seen it before where he hasn't held him to that job for one reason or another. I don't think he's going to hold on to that job this entire season either. I'd rather go after guys I trust more. Well, while Nate is lagging, Chev, why don't you tell me your thoughts on Cam Oh, there he is. He's back. All right, so Nate's going to go after guys that he trusts more this year. Chev, what are your thoughts here? Maybe you'll agree with me, but you got to unmute. He's first. muted. Wow, this this place <laughs> falling apart. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, my makers. internet my internet's down. That's on me. That was on me. Uh, <laughs> Robot Chev, internet problems. Yeah, maybe I muted it. But I was just trying to hold off all the things I wanted to say bad about Cam Makers at this point. I just think. That offense is going to be more of a passing offense. I don't think that team is very good at this point. There's a lot of old veteran players that I just don't see them being super successful this upcoming year. So I think they're going to be behind and they're going to have to pass the football a lot more. And like we've seen, Cam Akers just hasn't been that running back to catch passes as much as we would like. So that kind of worries me a little bit. I think, honestly, all the guys on your list for 2023, I think I'd rather have Jamison Williams missing six games. That changed a little bit, but I think future, I would much rather have him as well. But I don't know. Maybe Cam Makers changes that. Maybe he he just defies all odds in, in my brain. All right. Well, you got two guys that are wrong, and then we have me <laughs> on the right side of history. That's fine. And I'll tell you what, we will see you guys after a word from our sponsors. See you on the other side. All right. Welcome back, everybody. So Nate does not like an athlete playing running back, but what he does like is a wide receiver playing running back. So Nate, tell me, who is your last running back by? Yeah, I had this guy graded out as a wide receiver when he was coming out of college, but uh, Washington. Yeah. And look, he's just a receiving running back at this point, isn't he? Um, Antonio Gibson. But we like receiving running backs when we play in PPR leagues. Those guys have value. They have a lot of production if they're going to be guaranteed you know four targets a game or something like that that is extremely valuable for a running back um you know you think about it and if you follow fantasy gazette which all all of us on this show and everyone behind the scenes will tell you that we love the fantasy gazette they are they are on a mission right now to get rid of ppr scoring because it is ridiculous that a running back catches a pass 
falls down to the line of scrimmage and gets just as many points as Derrick Henry knocking three defenders off for 10 yards. So we're going to take advantage of that, though, if that's the league you play in. And Antonio Gibson, the production that he's had over the past couple of years, he has been a top um, 20 wide receiver um, running back, top 20 running back two years prior to this past season. This past season, he was still a top 25 running back. He has been productive. J.D. McKissick is no longer there. He has the full third down, passing down workload now. And with that Eric Bieniemy offense, Sam Howell's looked good through training camp and through preseason so far. I'm excited about what Antonio Gibson's upside is. I think with that receiving ability and the fact that, you know, he has been using the red zone a good bit in, in the past. He's got top 24 production, and I think he has a ceiling to be, you know, somewhere maybe even closer to 15 or something like that if the – Washington Commanders offense starts humming, which that might be a big ask, but I still think Happen. running back 24. We're looking at that with Antonio Gibson. And this is another guy we can pick up for a second round pick. Saw him straight up swaps for Kadarius Tony, Elijah Moore. If you have some wide receiver depth in your room and you got those guys on the bench, I love making the move going off of those guys and getting Antonio Gibson to be your RB4, uh, RB5, something like that. Incredible depth to have at that position. Nate, I bet you that Cam Akers finishes better than Antonio Gibson this season. Let's do it. All right. Sean, put it on the board. Or put it Bob on the board. I don't think Sean watches these anymore. He probably doesn't. <laughs> Bob, tell Sean to put it on the board because I will forget. Um, and, yeah, by the way, speaking of the Fantasy Gazette, Adam Humphreys, welcome to the Houston Texans. Wow. Takes every single inch of it. That the new wide does. receiver zero. That's right. That's right. He's no Braxton Berrios, um, but for sure. And look, I'm fine with moving off of Canarius Tony. The second, I'm fine. You know, again, that's why I'm throwing a second at a guy like Cam Akers. is a very fluid position. And Elijah Moore, too. We still don't know how the wide receiver room is going to look in Cleveland. I'd still rather have Mari Cooper or Donovan People Jones. Chev, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for Gibson this upcoming year. I think in that kind of offense that the enemy is going to be running, I think it's huge to be the pass catching running back. And especially with his rushing ability as well. I don't think he's a slouch in that in that area either. So I'm really excited to see what he can do. You know, we've seen Jarek McKinnon be a top 20 running back this last year. I think that could possibly happen again. Brian Robinson's a good running back. He is a running back. He's not really too big of a catching back. So that's why I really like Antonio Gibson this year for fantasy football. Yeah. All right. So Chev is on board as well. And let's see here. I scrolled down too far. Forgive me, Chev. Who is your next running back by? Yeah, I would say I am not a big running back fan anymore either day. Like Join the club. Doing best ball this last week, it gets so disgusting so quickly. If you don't have some of these top guys, it gets nasty. Chef, let me ask you this. When you're drafting, are you just thinking to yourself like, oh, yeah, I could use a running back, but why would I take this running back when I could just take a wide receiver that it feels going to get better point? I know it's it's really hard because you do have to start running backs. Mm -hmm. There are some guys that I like to stash and I have high hopes for, but it's just like I have no reason to believe in any of them anymore. It's hard. It's yep. just the longevity of their careers, too. Like, it's just the NFL is showing their cards and how they have looked at the running back these last few years. Less bell cows, not wanting to pay the running backs, drafting a lot of good running backs. Like, it is so hard for them to keep value. And doing this list, RB trade targets, it's – for me, I'm trying to find guys that maybe slip through the cracks, somebody that is just forgotten about 
And I feel like Khalil Herbert is a guy that mm-hmm. just has not been spoken about. And I think he's in for a bigger role than people think. Dante Foreman is there. Roshan Johnson is there. I think Roshan handles a lot of the pass catching this upcoming year after probably midseason. I think somewhere around there he'll start to, to grab it a little bit more, grab that spot. But I think Khalil Herbert starting off this upcoming year. I think he's a guy that I can count on consistently. We know Justin Fields is going to be the guy that has over 100 yards rushing. I mean, that is easily possible for him to do just because of his athletic ability and just how stinking fast he is. But, you know, Khalil Herbert was stuck behind David Montgomery. He didn't really get to showcase any pass catching ability, but I think his rushing ability is going to be where he shines this upcoming year. We, I mean, we just saw him take a pass for 57 yards for a touchdown or whatever it was. But I think there's a lot of Khalil Herbert that we just have not seen yet. And that's something I think the Bears are going to maybe showcase a little bit more this upcoming year. I don't think it's going to be the Khalil Herbert show, but I think he gets the crack at it to start off the season. I think he can capitalize with an upgraded offensive line and a, a rushing quarterback that is probably going to take some some defenders away from him, especially in the run game. But I think in the passing game this upcoming year, I think we see Fields uh, step up his game. And he only threw for 2,200 yards last year. I mean, that's just so hard to believe a quarterback in this day and age is doing that. But I think we see an upgraded fields in that, especially with the the line, especially gaining some receivers. So I think Khalil Herbert's going to have some bigger holes to go through this upcoming year as well. You're not even having to trade a whole lot for him. A late second or third. I saw a trade for Sky Moore. Sky Moore could be something, but at this point, we're not really sure what's going to happen with the, the Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver room. So I think getting a running back that you know is going to be a starter to start off the season and be a guy that could have top 24 potential, I think I like Khalil Herbert in that trade. And I don't know. That's just where I'm at. As a Bears fan, you know he's going to be behind Justin Fields. But, I mean, he averaged 5.67 yards per carry last year. I think good things are coming Khalil Herbert's way. Yeah, um, I partially agree. I don't mind the late second or third, or even if I had to do a late second and a third on top of it. But I think I'd probably rather hold Sky more, to be honest with you. I've I've kind sure. of been bullish on him. Nate, did I use that right? Did. Booyah. On him all offseason. So I would hold there. Sure. But Nate, what are your thoughts here on Cleo Herbert? I do, I do like Cleo Herbert for this year. By the way, I hope to see him get some more pass catching chops because I do think that he can do it. But uh, Nate, your thoughts. Yeah, I think with Khalil Herbert, I am a fan of what he brings to the table. I think in that running back room, though, it is only a matter of time before, you know, not necessarily that he loses the RB1 role, but where it's so limited volume-wise that it's not worth it anymore. Um, But in the beginning of the season, I think he's going to be doing just fine. You know, he did show out with that nice screen, took it to the house. like to see that. Um, Any day of the week, I'm trading a third-round pick for Khalil Herbert. Any day of the week. A late second, I'm a bit more hesitant because I think I can do better than Khalil Herbert with a late second. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of just that weird value where he's in between a late second, early third kind of. But if I can move a third for Khalil Herbert any day, all day. Sky Moore, I do kind of like Sky Moore. I've been a bit more on him recently. But if I need a running back, Khalil Herbert can be my RB4 on my team. Sky Moore is probably my wide receiver six or seven. Yep. I'm willing to make that move if I'm a contending team. All right. So it looks like we're all kind of on the same page there, and then we'll roll it into my last running back bite, and that is Damian Pierce from the Houston Texans. we got another instance here of not much competition. 
The Texans signed Devin Singletary, and I like him as a buy low, but the reality is this is another situation that could be better for the NFL than your fantasy football team. I mean, what what is Devin Singletary? He's a good pass catcher. He's a decent enough runner. I don't know how much C.J. Stroud is going to throw to the running back because they really did it. And you know what? In all fairness, I always say, you know, C.J. Stroud, Justin Fields, these guys never threw to their running backs or tight ends because they had some of the best wide receivers in college football. So I can't blame the guys for wanting just to air it out. But he did rack up almost 1,000 rushing yards in 13 games. So on 220 carries, 939 yards and four touchdowns, he had an additional 165 receiving yards. That was on 30 receptions. This was all on a really bad team. I mean, the Texans sucked last year. We're not going to mince any words there. Who was the starting quarterback? Davis Mills? Davis I think, Mills. right? Yeah. My God. Get him out of there. Uh, let's let's let the ground game help out a rookie quarterback. And C.J. Stroud can read, and he can also read defenses in the playbook for everybody. So let's go. he is going to need a good ground game to help him out. So looking at his value, which is right around 205 on DLS, trade finder, trade analyzer, forgive me, lines up with about 224 seconds. I think that's fair, but I think it might take at least a single first to get it done. Um, some players with similar values, we got guys like Miles Sanders. Again, if you're not a believer, you just want to get a little bit younger. DeAndre Swift. But I think if you move Swift, you could probably do and get Pierce Plus because people are really high on DeAndre Swift right now. Uh, Javante Williams could also get plus assets if you did that because his value is about 60 points higher. And uh, Joe Mixon, believe it or not, has a lower cost than Damian Pierce. So, you know, you would get, you can figure all that out. And the other guys, Rashad White, you can move. You would also get some plus assets if you had Rashad White and you made the move for Damian Pierce. So some of these guys, I would definitely consider moving for Damian Pierce. Agree, disagree, you guys like him for this year, or what are we thinking? Do you, do you really want me to go? I know you're not a big Damian Pierce fan. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to double down this season on not not rooting for Damian Pierce, I guess. I mean, I, I like Damian Pierce. I like the talent. Such a hater. Um, I think he's a much more reasonable value now than he was last year. Um, though he did, have, he did have a pretty good season last year. Um, and he did survive the draft, which I did not think he did. So things have been actually falling pretty well for Damian Pierce. So who am I to say he can't do it again? Um, I do think Devin Singletary takes a decent chunk of that backfield, um, which kind of limits Damian Pierce a little bit. But I wouldn't be that worried about it if the Texans were going to have a good offense. Unfortunately, I think they're going to suck again, Mike. I think they're going to be a bottom (laughs) five team again. But that's okay. He was good on a bad team last year too. Well, he has to be good on a bad team now with Devin Singletary rather than Rex Burkhead trying to get some touches. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't don't slander Rex Burkhead on this podcast. So even if he has the same (laughs) production, take a little bit down because of Devin Singletary, but even even just the same, um, Mm -hmm. I would rather use my first round pick on somebody else. All right. So Nate likes to be wrong. Chef, what about you? <laughs> I'm actually in the same boat. The same points that I was going to bring up. With, with them not being very good this upcoming year, Devin Singletary is a guy that has caught in a lot of passes in Buffalo. He's a guy that can be consistently counted on, I think, in that part of the game. So that I think that he could take a little bit of a tick from the production in that area. I still think Damian Pierce has a good year. I mean, yeah, Devin yeah. Singletary is good, but Devin, Damian Pierce showed he can he can be an asset to that running game. You know, you get an upgrade in Stroud. I just don't think their team's going to be very good. 
which we, me and Nate talked about this. Like, why would you trade your first round pick and you don't have any good wide receivers in this up? I mean, the upcoming draft has a couple of good ones coming up and you just gave it away for a defensive player. I don't know what they're They've trying to do. Humphreys. Maybe they, yeah, Adam Humphreys is there. That was after we talked. So, I mean, wide receiver zero. Shout out to Fancy Gazette for calling that one out every single year. But I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about Damian Pierce. I think he'll be just fine. Should I put in some waiver claims for Adam Humphreys? Yeah, should. Well, There's some deep well, leagues out three there. Three fab. Yeah, you know, just in case. I got plenty of fab. You know that. I mean, it's a hairy situation, and that's why they need to talk about Manscaped because we're here with the sponsor, yeah. your bouncing bundle of joy. We're not talking about a baby. We're talking about your baby makers. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. Just like your babies are just like babies, your delicate little guys have sensitive skin, and they deserve products that are not only skin safe, but made with safe ingredients. That's where Manscaped's Platinum Package comes in and raises the shower care. This package goes above and beyond the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com. Use our code Dynasty Rewind for 20% off plus free shipping. That's a fifth off, guys. That's fantastic. I do math. The Lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer and Weebacker nose and ear hair trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof, so you can shave with less mess. In addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the ultra premium body wash and ultra premium two in one shampoo and conditioner. You'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. And don't forget to apply their aluminum free ultra premium deodorant for that cologne quality scent on the go. The Platinum Package 4.0 covers all bases from head to toe and hair to ball fro. Who wrote that? So get 20% off and free shipping with the code Dynasty Rewind at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code Dynasty Rewind. Use the Platinum Package because the gold standard is no longer good enough and guess what all you lunatic swifties if you want to go to a taylor swift concert you can go to seatgeek.com use the promo code dynasty rewind and save twenty dollars off your one thousand dollar taylor swift ticket purchase do it now play some underdog with us underdog.com and use the promo code rewind all caps all one word 100 match on your first deposit up to 100 and join the best community in fantasy football patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. we have three tiers we're going to go do a Patreon episode in about one minute. And guess what? You're going to miss it if you don't sign up right now. So until next time, everybody, for Chev and Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.